Hello, BitMartians. Nathan here with a special product announcement. Although the 24-hour flash sale may be over, BitMart users can still snag an elite NFT on BitMart's NFT marketplace from the 1st of September until the 30th for only $39.99. During this month, users can buy, sell, or trade elite NFTs however they want. Just keep in mind that when October 1st rolls around, those benefits will lock in and the NFT will stay put with the current user. Remember, this NFT is a proof of membership, the first of its kind, giving its holders exclusive benefits. Some of those benefits are VIP spot trading fees with negative maker fees and almost zero taker fees for a maximum of 1 million in trading volume. A guaranteed mystery airdrop of up to $100 in tokens on October 15th, personalized 24-7 customer service, and of course, a wonderfully designed and exclusive NFT that you simply cannot get anywhere else. Now, back to the podcast. The Fed favors a hard line on crypto. Bankrupt lender Voyager is set to auction off its assets, and Tether is dominating USDC. Hey y'all, it is Nathan here with your September 8th version of the BitMart Daily Crypto Watch, giving you news that you can use to fight those bad crypto winter blues. Hang in there, everybody. We've got some interesting headlines today to help you make better decisions in crypto. Let's dig right in. The Fed favors a hard crypto line. Two United States government financial officials gave speeches yesterday in which they expressed their positions on crypto regulation. Both had reservations about crypto. Michael Barr, who was recently appointed United States Federal Reserve Board Vice Chair for Supervision, made his first speech in his new capacity at the Brookings Institute. Acting Comptroller of the Currency, Michael Hugh, reiterated his feelings about crypto at the annual conference of the Clearinghouse and Bank Policy Institute. Barr spoke about some of my near-term goals and how I will approach achieving them. He mentioned crypto in two contexts. First, he cited historical examples of private money destabilizing the economy and called for action to regulate stablecoins. Barr said, quote, I believe Congress should work expeditiously to pass much-needed legislation to bring stablecoins, particularly those designed to serve as a means of payment, inside the prudential regulatory perimeter. Barr went on to address crypto assets in general and said he intended to protect both the banking system and bank customers, noting, quote, As we have seen with the growth of crypto assets in a rapidly rising and volatile market, participants may come to believe that they understand new products only to learn that they don't. He continued, quote, We plan to work with other bank regulatory agencies to ensure that crypto activity inside banks is well regulated, based on the principle of same risk, same activity, same regulation, regardless of the technology used for the activity. Hugh had spoken at the same conference last year and revived his topic, safeguarding trust in banking, from last year. He said that when he was appointed to his position, quote, I had a different perspective and saw red flags in crypto's rapid growth. Under my direction, the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency has adopted a careful and cautious approach. That approach was reflected in the OCC's interpretive letter 1179, which was issued last November. That letter stated that activities with crypto are permissible for banks, quote, provided the bank can demonstrate to the satisfaction of its supervisory office that it has controls in place to conduct the activity in a safe and sound manner. Hugh mentioned stablecoins and the collapse of Terra as an example of crypto's disruptive potential. 
He noted that the relationship between banks and fintech companies is evolving rapidly and causing de-integration in the sector. Barr, a former member of the Ripple Labs advisory board, was appointed to the Fed on July 13th. He was at one time expected to take the comptroller of the currency job. Hugh has been acting as comptroller since May of 2021. Crypto lender Voyager set to auction off assets. Insolvent crypto lender Voyager Digital will auction off the remainder of its assets on September 13th as it moves through the Chapter 11 bankruptcy process, according to a Tuesday court filing. The auction will take place at the New York offices of Voyager's investment bankers, Molis and Company. The auction results will become final during a court hearing approving the results on September 29th, according to the filing. September 6th was the deadline for bids to have been submitted. The identity of bidders has not been revealed yet, but exchanges FTX and Binance are known to have had interest in acquiring Voyager's assets. According to a presentation from Voyager's company lawyers in early August, at least 22 investors have gone through due diligence and indicated their interest in bidding for Voyager's assets, but it was not known how many had submitted formal bids by the deadline. In a tweet on Wednesday, Voyager confirmed that it had received multiple bids for its assets as part of its restructuring process. Tether is dominating USDC. For a while there, it looked like Circle's USDC stablecoin was within range to overtake Tether, its biggest competitor. Starting in June and through the end of July, the gap between the two stablecoins' market capitalizations hovered around $10 billion. While that's still a pretty sizable lead, keep in mind that USDT and USDC started the year with $36 billion worth of daylight between them. But things have shifted dramatically since then. At the time of this podcast, USDT's market cap is $68 billion and USDC's is $52 billion. That means Tether has managed to reclaim $16 billion worth of the gap between it and its rival. In the past month, Tether has taken further steps to reduce commercial paper in its treasury, the assets that back USDT and allow users to redeem it for cash. Tether also appears to be taking a hands-off approach to the U.S. Office of Financial Assets Control's sanctions against Ethereum mixer Tornado Cash. The company hasn't said explicitly that it's skirting sanctions, just that the U.S. law enforcement hasn't asked them yet to enforce it. In the same time, USDC, which is issued by Circle, has dealt with some headwinds. Over the weekend, Binance announced that it would begin converting user balances and deposits of USDC, PAX Dollar, and TrueUSD into its own Binance USD stablecoin. On its face, the news sounded like it would deal a blow to USDC. But Circle CEO Jeremy Alare doesn't see it that way. Quote, Given how limited BUSD usage is outside of Binance, this will likely benefit USDC usage as the preferred cross-centralized exchange and decentralized exchange stablecoin rail, he wrote in a Twitter thread yesterday. Unless Binance can convince all of their competitors to get behind BUSD, which is unlikely. To simplify his argument, USDC could get a bump if, as Alari predicts, it becomes a preferred way to move cash onto and out of Binance's exchange. Paolo Ardino, chief technology offer at Bitfinex and Tether, didn't reply directly to Alari, but he did retweet others who said that the Binance company announcement signaled the beginning of the end for USDC and called it a hostile takeover of competing stablecoins to capture the yield on their deposits. Circle is also facing an uncertain future for its long-awaited merger with blank check company Concord Acquisition Corp. The deal, originally announced last July, 
valued Circle at $4.5 billion. When the company announced in February that it had terminated its agreement with the Special Purpose Acquisition Company, or SPAC, and entered a new one that doubled its valuation at $9 billion, people were shocked. The press release said that the deal would be completed by December of this year, with an option to delay until the end of January 2023. The dollar peg stablecoins, the two largest by wide margins, came into 2022 looking strong. Tether had a market capitalization of $78 billion in January and was on its way to setting what would become a new all-time high of $83 billion in April, according to CoinMarketCap data. Meanwhile, USDC started this year at $42 billion, peaked at $53 billion in March, and saw its market cap start to recede. Then, Terra Network stablecoin, TerraUSD, lost its dollar peg and saw its price plummet to just 35 cents on May 9th. Over the next couple of weeks, Terra's crash wiped out $40 billion from the crypto market. The rest, as they say, is history. If you love the Daily Crypto Watch, definitely check out NFT 101 with my colleague Matt Ryan for everything NFT related available wherever you get audio content. It truly is a non-fungible experience that your ears will never forget. BitMart is expanding internationally and we'd love it if you followed at BitMart UK and at BitMart Russia to show how crypto is taking over the globe. The BitMart NFT marketplace is also live and ready for trading. Check out our exclusive collection of premium NFTs from your favorite exchange. Don't have a crypto account and want to trade the headlines or get some of those cool NFTs that I was just talking about? Sign up for a BitMart account today using our link in the show notes and start your trading journey now. We've even got a welcome bonus going on for all new users where you can win up to $5,000 just by registering, depositing, and trading your favorite crypto. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to all of our social media for the latest updates on everything BitMart. I've been Nathan, you've been wonderful, and I hope that these headlines have enabled you to make better decisions in crypto.